<laughs> yay and then yay. That was amazing. Right. Uh, we're in some Call Me Tim this now. At 2.15, we're going to have a call by LaToya, but right Just now we this. are still live streaming from um, Scotland. This and is this Jamie. is using a whole lot of cooking and baking metaphors and all about cake and what have you. So it's incredibly appropriate for a birthday bash. Um, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, if you listen to the lyrics. Um, and this is a sprawling prog rock, like, 10-minute epic. You'll be glad to know that I'm playing the radio edit for you here tonight. Instead of ten verses and three choruses, I'm just going to go four verses and three choruses and keep it to four and a half minutes. You'll be delighted to know. I had a lot to say on this subject. And this is called Cookie Cutter Universe.
doing the jam. It's doing the doing the jam. <laughs> and um, right, I'm gonna make this one my last one. I'll I'll, I'll leave in a positive note. Okay. Um. Is it? Hopefully, this one will make you smile. Don't go relying on some man in the sky to give a shot about whether you live or you die. Use my social to put the biscuits back on the shop shelf. Get your fucking self.
section it's <laughs> to you i was muted so like <laughs> good that's you <laughs> but it was fun anyways <laughs> i need ken's dolphin noises <laughs> well that was an amazing ending to the for our first year show that was uh that was incredible yay what well, a show today much. thank you Wow. Seriously, because we're still having people read, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you have to go. Yeah, I have to, I have to go. But you're all amazing, and I loved this. And today was just so much fun. And it's been a year, and it's, it's just, I'm just so excited, and I'm so excited about what this next year has to bring, and about August and uh, the festival and all the things that we're going to be doing together. So, I love you all. Yay! Yeah. Have the best. Everything. Bye, Bye. Yay! I love them all. All right. Well, that was Choose Poetry, Choose Life, our year anniversary show. I'm deep into into some call me Tim now. We have a call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. She's going to be calling in momentarily. I believe in one minute. And I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to her today. I'm. This is this last week was really interesting for me. I, I I learned a lot of information and specifically about myself, but about other people too. And then knowing, you know, knowing's half the battle, go Joe. But yeah. Boy did I learn things. It's a new it's there's so there's a new joke premise I'm working on because of it. And it's um that you know, I Okay, so I'll have to I have to tell you a story. So I I've always I've always had this problem with boys I had this huge crush on this guy in high school uh and I, I, I usually say the name but now I'm like being weird about saying the name but it's Todd Benatar he's Pat Benatar's nephew I had this huge crush on him and I was ridiculous and he was a basketball player and I was like oh if I can become a cheerleader I'll be in the same place at the same time as him. Maybe he'll like me. You see, if you show up first, it's hard for them to accuse you of stalking. <laughs> so then even my mailman, right? Super cute. Had a crush on my mailman. And I can't be stalking because he comes to me. <laughs> so I realized that's what I've been doing with uh, some comedians. I've been booking them on shows 
It's reverse stalking. That's what I'm doing. I have the power to bring them near me, but not to do anything after that, I guess. I'm just not cool. Uh, no, I, I that's the thing. Is my, One of my sister's sister, she's sending me some shoes, and she was like, oh, can you believe it? They're Dr. Scholl's. That's not cool, is it? And I'm like, you know what, though? Cool people don't care what's cool. I'm going to rock the docks. But I'm talking. All right. Latoya Shelford Truth is finishing up her paper, and she's going to be calling me in two shakes of a lamb's tail. And I shouldn't um, divulge all my secrets, but I will tell you. <laughs> that you should come to Asiento tonight. I have to check the reservations. We're almost sold out. You know, at, like every week it's amazing at Asiento. And tonight's lineup is spectacular. We have a, there's this new phenom around town. He's a 12-year-old comic. He's 12. He's literally 12. You're 12. So when I was one, how old was I when I was teaching? I was teaching special ed. Was it, I was having my 23rd birthday. And the teachers with me, well, they were the, the aides and I was the teacher. I was the credential. I was so young. Well, and anyways, they'd been doing it forever. And they were my aides. And they had a birthday party for me. But they called it a 12th birthday party. They were Because the joke was, you're 12. Because the kids, the students were 12. And so they were sort of making me like, kind of like I'm one of the students. But I was like, Damn. Anyways, I was trying to be a good teacher. I had no idea what I was doing back then. I'm a much better teacher now. Oh, there she is. But there she is. There she is. Hello? 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 Oh, I have to turn up the... Hear me? I'm sorry. Now I can't. I, uh, that was user error on my part. I had to bring up the submix. Hi! Hello. Oh, wow. We're so clear. That's so good. That is good. This is good. I finally just sent one of my final papers off, so yay. Yeah, that's fantastic. Last, uh, I know it's the end of the, the school for a lot of people. One of my comedian buddies yesterday, um, he sent me his English paper, and I edited it for him. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just awesome. fixed up the grammar. His, his, his verb, subject-verb agreement was kind of off, and there were some tense issues. Um. But I tried to, I mean, I just did a, a quick once over, but it was better. It, I, I made it better than it was when it started. I think he'll get probably a B minus. I think I changed him uh -oh, from. Hold on one second. Uh oh, yeah. I, I got a really, I got a 911 call. Hold on one oh, second. Oh, shit. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a 911 call, everybody. Um, hey, so yeah, I helped, I helped this kid with his, uh, with his paper. Oh, there. Let's see, we'll get her back. All right. Scam those bastards. Oh, was it a scam, scam likely? Those, exactly. Yeah. That's what I that blow. I'm going to start calling some, changing some people's names. I'm going to call them scam, scam definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's this is about? Because I'm one of those people who has still not gotten uh, their uh, unemployment. But hey, Pam and podcast, or podcast listeners out there. So if you're not getting your unemployment or if you're in, or still trying to figure out what's going on with your PPP loan. This is what my friend told me to do. And I actually, it's working. Call your local assembly uh, person in your neighborhood. That person, email them or contact them via phone 
they'll get to you immediately and then they'll forward your stuff to any unemployment or disability or whatever you need through the state and federal government. Wow. Because there's been so many complaints on this. Yeah. So, for example, my assembly person is David Chu. So I emailed his office. The next day I got an email sending, telling them, uh, they were telling me to send my information, uh, case numbers, all that stuff. So the, yeah, that's... basically go through your politicians, your local assembly person. So, well, we'll see if I get, if, some knowledge. I mean, I've, I applied for two more. Well, so I haven't gotten any PPPs yet, but I just applied for the first round and the second round because I guess you can apply at the same time. And if that comes through, oh my gosh, everything's going to be fine. Because I, you know, I haven't still haven't gotten any of those grants. I didn't, I never got the California $5,000 grant for COVID. I'm in the sixth round, but I'm sure I didn't get it. I put in one for the city because I didn't get that one. So I've applied for everything and I've gotten nothing. So I'm hoping for the best. I mean, I think the station is still going to be around in that. I mean, it's kind of, I'm kind of seem to be making it work. That's the thing is that nothing really changed for me. No one's ever given me free anything. So I didn't get, I didn't, you know, I don't get shit all, but I've been, I keep it alive because I'm, I'm a hustler, but my life hasn't really changed. I mean, I just, I'm just hustling harder now, like trying to do these outdoor shows and doing all these teaching gigs and, you know, so I'm making it happen, but I certainly wouldn't mind some help. I mean, yeah, I just, it would that, just be nice to have some help. Cash. And I feel like everyone um, else has gotten I'm help. I'm like, where's my help? Everyone else I'm, got help except me. I, it's not this fair. Is why I'm, this is why I'm telling you, I suggest you, if you know who the assembly person or representative is in that area, yeah, email them. And I, that is the best thing that you could do. So, you know, especially the fact that you have been trying to go for these loans for that what a year and two months now yeah i've been so, trying well the thing is nobody really helps you there's there it just doesn't feel like there's anyone out there that i'm i'm sorry i'm not good at paperwork like I, it's hard for me to figure out i just it's just not one it's just not in my skill set and i i mean i guess that makes me a terrible business person but i'm an artist well, i'm like I'm, i just need help like this I, is I just, why I'm telling you to do this. No, I know. Well, we'll see if I get these PPP loans because I did it. I just applied, so we'll see if they come through. That's the thing is, my hands are in all these buckets. It's just that every time the bucket gets spilled out, everyone else gets the water except me. So but I, I don't understand. Yeah. With you being a small business, oh, oh, this is why I'm saying you definitely should call your assembly person yeah. in that neighborhood. The reason why, because since you are a staple in that neighborhood and you're kind of like an arts community i i agree with what you're saying i just don't think the city sees me that way. i don't think i don't think anybody you sees just me that don't way. think i'm trying to tell you yeah yeah what to do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i, I mean and if i don't get this ppp loan if if this if this ppp loan doesn't come through these two then i'll be like you know then i'll have to start i mean i'll call the person or something i, I i've even got the city after me right now because of a um, an ambulance ride. Remember when I fell on my face and broke my oh, face in 2020? Well, yes. it turns out. So when I did my, when I did my food stamps from 2019 to 2020, something happened. Something got messed up, and not my fault, their fault. They canceled my medical, 
And I didn't know that until I went into the dentist. And then I was like, what? And I called them. And then they're like, oh, that was our bad. And they reinstated me. Well, now the, now the city is after me for the ambulance ride because technically at the time, I, so I used to be covered by Medi-Cal, then I was covered by Medi-Cal again, and it was their fault that I got dropped, not, not my own. And now the city's after me for $2,500 for an ambulance ride. And I was like, but the hospital covered it and Medi-Cal and I'm on, Medi- it wasn't, I'm on Medi-Cal and they're like, this well, is what right. So, this so is the city's going to come after me for 2,500. I'm like, how can you? Do I don't I'm on, I was on Medi-Cal, then I'm on Medi-Cal again. I, it wasn't my fault I was dropped. And because of that lapse in time, you're gonna come after me with a collections agency? Excuse me? Like, I'm poor. I just feel like the city hates me. This I'm sorry, this is the rant I did last week. Well on the here's, internet. Here's, here's, no, this is what it is. I believe the ambulance is privatized, correct? Oh no, it's the it's the it's fire department. So it's the city. The, F, okay, the fire department e- picked me up. Yeah, it's, or it's city ambulance stuff. rides are the most expensive, and they, it's terrible. Um, but I'm on Medi-Cal, I'm, actually, and I've been on Medi-Cal. Is... I'm on Medi-Cal. I'm poor. I'm on food stamps. I, I do not. I do, especially right now, I do not have $2,500 to throw at an ambulance ride from a, from a year and a half ago that should have been covered because I'm on Medi-Cal. So I sent them today. I'm like, yeah, look, I'm on Medi-Cal or whatever. And she sent me an email back and said, well, you're going to have to call Medi-Cal and have them send you something that says that it was their fault or that you were covered or something. And I'm like, oh, man, it's just another it's just another way that I don't want to spend my time, like filling out loan papers and filling out grant applications. You know how much time I've spent filling out grant applications and I haven't gotten any of them? Hours and hours and hours of grant applications. It's just like you have the same assembly person as me probably so everything that you're telling me especially with the ambulance that you need to email him about yeah i yeah you actually do have because i just i'm just so miffed that the city's coming after me for this and i'm like ambulance ambulance dude it doesn't matter it doesn't matter anytime you get in an ambulance ride and i learned that the hard way in high school um where my mom got like a $500,000 bill for me because I was in a car accident. Yeah. And so and that was like in the late 90s, early 2000s, and still they wanted to charge a ridiculous amount. So, but you, with that said and everything that you're saying, uh, yeah, he is our, he is our, uh, he is for our districts. So yeah, David Chu is who you need to email okay. with. And then they'll get to you immediately that day, especially about the ambulance. Like, because I would let that sit and collect dust. Right. Well, I can't. They said they're going to send it. So I got, I got the thing in the mail because every time I sent it back to them and I said, Hey, I'm on Medi-Cal. I don't have to pay this. And then they said, no, you weren't, we, we looked and you weren't covered at that time. And I'm like, yeah, but. But you didn't tell me that I wasn't because I've been covered all this time. I've been covered by Medi-Cal since 2013. Why would I why would it lapse from 2019 to 2020 when I did everything to get so it's like I'm on food stamps, but you took away my Medi-Cal. That doesn't make sense. Like you have to be more poor. Like that's the thing. I'm poor. I'm fucking poor. And and now I have to do more things to chase the it's just it's just so frustrating. I really don't want to talk about this. I'm sorry. I just did my taxes on Monday. I have no idea if I did them right. There's just so much stuff I'm tr- I'm trying to do things right, but when I don't do it right, I don't know. There, I just feel well, 
I'm trying. I to, just feel unsupported. I don't know how to. I'm just. You it, need help. Yeah. I'm trying to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Assemblyman. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. Well, no, but the who, times who's going to do this? I mean, is the my taxes. This is when the time when you utilize your politicians. And, you know, the thing is, I, the fact of the matter is, like, as long as they get to you quickly, and especially with the case with the ambulance, that's actually a real, that's actually a really good cause for you to email and call, especially if you have all your paperwork. And especially, well, I don't, I don't have, I mean, I have my card. I don't, they should have the paperwork. I'm on Medi-Cal, isn't there? Am I not in some system? Like, no, why do I have, have to look it up? Too. How do I look up Medi-Cal? No, Here's the other but, thing. You can't yeah. even email Medi-Cal. And I tried to call them, but how about this? My phone is so shitty, I can't use it anywhere around the station. It doesn't accept, like, for whatever reason, my shitty phone doesn't make calls anymore. Or it's really hard to make calls. It only makes calls in certain places. So I can't do any phone calls from the station. I have to walk, like, a bunch of blocks. And I can't be in front of a computer because I'm on the computer because the computer's the phone. So it's all this. It's like so I can only do that shit from home because that's where my phone works. It's just like the business of life is really difficult for me. I just want to perform. Like, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I'm trying stuff. to make it easy for I need you. a manager. I, I mean, I just... These are the times where I miss being married because someone was there to take care of me. Like I am so, it is so hard to take care of myself right now. I just, and, and I just uh, I feel like I'm constantly taking care of everyone else and nobody's taking care of me. And I'm having a real hard time exactly with it right. because taxes were really hard and I don't know if I did them right. Like I did my best and I keep trying to do my best, but it's just the business of everything. It's like, am I, am I filling things out wrong? Are you picking, like, you're just, is it, it's a random lottery and I just am not getting picked? Is that, is, I mean, that's what what the the UBI for the city was. It was random lottery. And if they would have fucking told me that, I wouldn't have told any goddamn people about the goddamn stuff. They put it out on my birthday last year, 1010 or whatever. And I was like, the UBI. And if I wouldn't have, if I would have just kept my fucking mouth shut, nobody else would have been in the thing. I just kept telling everybody because I thought they were doing it on merit. I didn't think they were doing it randomly. I never would have told anybody. There were 2,000 applicants. And I bet a 1,000 of them are because I couldn't keep my fucking mouth shut. So I ruined my own chances because they didn't communicate with me and say that it was random. I mean, you don't tell people so to enter a lottery. Like, you keep that information to yourself. You anyway. sound like how I was two days ago on Monday until my friend who is a journalist and who she has some clout like with the people in City Hall and she knows some of these people. So she's the one that told me about, you know, helping with the issue that I've been having. Right. And so this is, you know, because this is, you're not the only one in this, you know. It feels and like it. I feel like everybody got, I feel like everybody got free money and got taken care of, except me. I feel like the only person that didn't get free money. How about this? You take, take a look, take a look down, up and down Market Street and Hayton Ashbury and see if you're the only one. Well... <laughs> Yeah, except that they're those. No, I'm working. I'm working like gone. 80 hours a week. I mean, how much? How hard do I have to work? You know, how hard do I have to work for my? I guess this is it. I guess when you're actually talented at something, other people help you. But when you're, you know, just fucking mediocre and you try to keep things alive, there's no. No, 
I'm just I'm just sick of being either. everyone else's champion. Like I provide all of this stage time for other people. And yeah, I get stage time for myself too and that's great. But I'm just wondering like where is this it, when am I going to feel like I have a team? And I just don't have a team and I but because I guess you have to pay a team and I can't pay people cuz I can barely pay myself. Plus, I think you should also, sometimes the people that you've had around you in your past have been shady. So you need to, it's, for business purposes, you need to actually be a little bit cautious with some of the people, you know, yeah. as a team, you know, because. I know the fake you know, Venmo. Yeah, oh the God. fake Venmo that's still stuff that people have been, people have been giving money to that forever. People were giving money to that. And it's not us. It's a fake Venmo. It goes, and I tried to yeah, talk to Venmo see. and say, hey, Venmo, can you take this off? And they said, no, because it's someone else's bank account. So it's like, I, I mean, I just don't know how to, f I don't know how to fix things. I don't, I just, every day, I'm just so tired. I'm because just. Because you need help. And so. I and need it's help. And like it's through COVID. Time. Like, I just, I mean, I almost feel like I, I'm never, I'm, I don't know. I, I wish, I miss being married. I I miss having I I miss having somebody who could do all the things that I wasn't good at. Like I'm just I need to find yeah. an, an accountant or something. I don't know. No, I don't. Well, to to take the edge off utilize what I told yeah, you. Yeah, David Chu. I just and need to maybe just maybe that that could be a little bit of light that you need right now. Well, just to for, I mean, you. I can't. I need money. I can't be spending twenty five hundred dollars on an ambulance ride when I shouldn't have had to pay for it because I'm on Medi-Cal because they dropped me from Medi-Cal because of a fault of theirs. I mean, it just seems like what, it should be. It just seems like I should just be able to say that. It, it, I should just be able to no. tell the people that are trying to get the money for me. Look, see how I'm a medical now. Look, see how I was on medical then. They accidentally they dropped care. me. I cannot pay for this. I I cannot because care. of a technicality. I shouldn't have to pay. They're they're crooks. Don't be surprised by this. These the medical industry are not friendly people. They are they're I mean insurance. But this is the fire department. Stats. This it's is the city. The, it's the fire department. So they want no, their money. They want their budget. Your it's you, you said it's going it didn't go through your insurance. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, I'm not surprised. I don't hear of anyone ever getting free ambulance rides in the first place. No, with a Medi-Cal so you do. Medi-Cal. You know, Medi-Cal it's covered. Because I even told them the whole but I was going to take a cab. Then there's something on But they were part. like, "No, no, no, there's we need to take you in the ambulance." Part. And I wanted to take a cab. And they put me in the ambulance. So, I mean, anyways, I don't want to talk. I, I don't want to talk about this. I hate money. I hate money so much because I, I require so little money to live. And yet I still feel like that they're, they're after me and that there's no help. Like, I require so little. Like, and I give so much. And it's like, but... For whatever reason, I'm not a real person, I guess, or something. I don't know. No, it, it's the fact that, you know, a lot of these people, especially in the medical field, 
or even just with our government, you know, we're talking about PPP loans. They make it hard. They, they, you know, they are the biggest hustlers and crooks. You know, they don't make it easy for anyone. I mean, unless you're really, really ultra wealthy, they'll give you tax breaks or you won't have to pay taxes. Well, but then you get to pay someone to do these things for you. That's the thing is that smart, creative people aren't supposed to do everything. Like it's, the CEO doesn't do his own taxes. Like, it's just once you have money, you can pay people to do things for you. But if you don't have money, it's like every everything. I just, it's so hard to be a small business owner. And nobody gets it. Nobody, unless you've tried, tried to do it yourself. And it's, it's like, why? What am I doing? Who am I doing this for? Like, I just, that's the thing is all these people, I know, I know a ton of people that are just in school or they're like questionably housed or whatever. And they all got money. They all got money from the government because they didn't, they were like, oh, I'm a gig worker. But because I have a small business, the unemployment won't give me anything because you can't pay yourself wages. But you gave the gig worker something? Like, I'm a stand-up comedian. Like, how is it that because it's in a small business, because I ran all of my, I ran everything through the business because that's what I think you're supposed to do. Like, because I did that, I couldn't, I can't, I can't get any money. I'm just, I'm so confused and there's nobody to help me. And the, the PUA stuff, and I don't, if I get the PPP loan, everything will be fine. It'll be like 20 grand. It'll be like crazy. It'll pay the the rest of the rent of the rest of the year, the overhead, the everything. I can like, I could calm down a little bit. Like I could not have to work so hard. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the thing, it, trust me, I was throwing a temper tantrum, like, I, I was depressed all weekend, pretty much, and all the way till, what, Monday, you know, because nobody, nobody knows what to do other than, like, you know, your basic call and harass, see if someone will pick up the phone, uh, hopefully someone will pick up the phone. You know, or you know, it's just all of this is just it's. it's I know, stressful. and it, are we still in a pandemic? Did anybody get yes, sick? We are. Like, yes, we are. I mean, everyone's yes, getting vaccinated. There's, a, I mean, my test weekly, my it. test was negative again from from Tuesday. Like, what did we shut down for? What? And it's just it was just a a wealth transfer. Like the rich got richer. The poor got poor, yeah, and small of, businesses like, disappeared. Half like a million people died. We shut down for a reason. We didn't shut down long enough. That's the problem. Well, San Francisco was fine. Nobody got sick. We're not, but San Francisco, fuck San Francisco. Who cares? There's other people that came here into the city that, you know, people come in and out of here. So you can't just say, well, San Francisco's fine. And just keep San Francisco open. Look how what happened in Atlanta and in Georgia, what's going on. Same in Florida. Their their numbers are still up. And and you know what? They'll always keep going up. You know, that's one thing that does annoy me, you know, is the fact that, well, San Francisco, whatever, San Francisco sucks. (laughs) I mean. It it, It does right now. it, 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 right it, now. it always sucks. It sucks. It sucks right now. It sucks five years ago. 
I'm just like, I, I'm what I am, I'm just really tired of the fact of like, it is frustrating that number one, you pay your money and your taxes into these things. So you, you expect when you're down and out because of a pandemic, you can get your money and get your business funded. That ain't the case as we see a year and two months later. But now, you know, unfortunately, you have to know people on the inside in order to get somewhere or to find out how do I do this? What's a shortcut? Like, I'm just trying to imagine the fact of, see, I haven't gotten anything since March of uh, 22nd. I'm trying to imagine myself living by myself and being put out on the street. Why? Not because it was my fault. It's because this fucking state has so many people, which is not anyone's fault, but their systems are so old backwards. They don't put any money into it because we're fun too, we're too busy funding Israel right now and shooting kids in Palestine. So that's where our money is going rather into fixing this country up after a pandemic and then some. So that is what pisses me off right now. And I'm just mad because getting kicked out of their homes right now due to the fact of either their state is stopping unemployment or MPPP loans or our state like so the, the system is so flawed and prehistoric they don't know what to do and so now you have a bunch of people who are suffering, getting kicked out of their homes, can't eat. There's not a lot lot of work going on. We're opening up, yeah, but we still have an economic crisis. Ain't no jobs, really. And especially in the hospitality, you can forget about it right now. I mean, there's just so much going on. I know. I found out out about a teaching job for the summer, and I um, applied, and she's like, oh, sorry, we already have all our teachers. And I was like, Man, that was fast. <laughs> like maybe maybe don't open it up to people if you didn't need to, because then you give people hope that, you know. No. I thought I was so excited. I'm like, oh, a theater teaching job. This is great. And then I, I contacted her like right after I saw the notice, and she said, oh, we're already full up for this year. It's like, whoa, okay. Even if, and that's the thing that sucks too. Even you were just on it like that, and then mm-hmm. just like that with it moments filled up that's what it's going to be like it's a rat race it's a total rat race and that's the problem with the fact of hey so there's a lack of jobs and work out here and we know it's going to be a rat race for basically first come first son or nepotism or you know i know you know all those fun things yeah it's yeah it's all about who you know so that means, so what about the rest of the folks who are trying to get themselves out there and who are a part of the rat race, but then, you know, have no income coming in? What what, what happens What happens then? And it's oh. only, and I have a feeling economically, it's only going to get worse because, again, this country does not know how to take care of its people. And there's going to be more businesses closing. You know why? Because... There's so many people out of work. There's no money to put into these businesses. When you right. when you when you when you're broke, what do you do? Well, you can't go shopping, you can't go out to eat, you can't go traveling. 
You can't do much of anything. You barely, you can, you can't even pay your bills. So I, I'm predicting that it, it, it's, I'm being facetious when I say this, but the best is yet to come. Man. Well, hopefully yeah. I don't, hopefully I can call Medi-Cal and have them work out whatever and have them send this and, and call stuff to the lady. And, um, and because uh, if I can get that forgiven, that'll be great. And if I can, if I could just get David one Chu. of these grants, if I could just, if I could just get one of these grants, just one of them, just if I could just get five thousand dollars that I've applied for so many times, that who's gotten the money? Who got the money? Because I didn't get any of the well, fucking is, money. Who got the money? Did the rich people got the money? Like, why am Probably. I not important enough to give me, like? It, it, and it's not, it's, it's going to be laundry. one, that's one month of overhead for my business. That's one month. That's it. That's all it is. It's, I just can't, I yeah. just, I'm so tired. This is why I can't stress more enough to call the assembly. I'm going to try to, person. well, first, first I'm going to have to, the problem is or that when I'm stuck them. in this building, I can't call anybody. So the first thing or I have email, to do is find email. phone reception somewhere. And then. I'm going to call, well, first I'm going to call Medi-Cal and be like, hey, this happened. I need you to send me something or do something for me. Because if they say they can't do anything, then I'll call this. I'll call the assembly guy. Because there, there is no way. And I can't have this sent to collections because then I'm going to have spots on my record of like, I mean, I don't even, my credit, it'll affect my credit. I can't, I can't have that happen. So, because right. then I'm a renter. What happens if I have to rent, move somewhere i can't no one will how do i prove that i make money i own my own business like i won't I, i'll be i'll be homeless it's like have so i don't i don't know i hope you did okay on your paper yeah. though uh yeah that was another reason why i was having a, a breakdown moment on monday you know because i was too busy thinking about my finances like so like what you're doing right now because i mean you can't do anything without any money, so of course I'm going to worry about it, but I couldn't focus on doing, typing. I couldn't focus on my paper when I'm like, I'm broke, you know? I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to type up a paper about marketing and my product when I ain't got no money right. to buy the product that I'm writing about, <laughs> which is well, pissing me off. I would more. like to be able to buy paper towel on the reg. I would just like to be able to buy paper towel for Mutiny Radio. And you know what? I can't afford it because I don't have the fucking money. Every penny goes to rent. I don't have money for paper towel. Like, this is insane. I'm... <laughs> it's insane. It's fucking insane. So. Yeah, it's... Ugh. The whole financial thing. I mean, this country really doesn't make it easy. It may... I mean, yeah, just, I'm just lucky I don't have kids. I don't, I, I, I'm I'm really lucky. I'm really lucky I don't have kids because I I I can barely take care of myself right now. Like, I'm I'm really like, I'm 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 about to I'm about to break. I mean, I've been crying all afternoon, but I'm I'm feel like I'm gonna lose it here. I'm I'm having a it's like. I'm not going to like go to the hospital with a nervous breakdown because I can't afford it. I guess I'm on Medi-Cal now. So 
I guess I could, but I can't afford the time. I can't. There's no, there, there's no time for me to do anything. I've got every, every day I've got so many things going on. I can't like, I can't go anywhere and I can't trust anybody with this station like to leave. Nobody's going to, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm trapped and there, I don't have, I, I mean, I, and I, how, how do I, what can I possibly do for a job? Like, <laughs> I mean, before COVID, I had it all dialed in because I had the two days a week I was working at the counter offer and that was working and everything was all, and I wasn't working too much at the station, but now it's like every single day. Oh no. Some shit, some bullshit. I know. There's always some bullshit. I know. Latoya. It's going to be okay. Just tell me it's going to be okay, it right? Is, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Okay. I mean, you again, we could always be in Palestine. Mm-mm. That, which is terrible. But. Well, I mean, okay. okay. I don't, I don't, I lost, I'm sorry. I lost myself. Um, because no, because I'm fucking crying and Sam just walked in and he's part of the reason of why I'm crying, but not all of it, but a lot of it, <laughs> but not really. Cause it's really money. Oh, the <laughs> right. And so, and he just, I'm sitting here crying on the radio with you and he just walked in and he's like, can I talk to you? And I like, just, I did my little, I did a little hand wave. I can't, I can't, he just saw me crying. Oh, I can't, no. I, I can't do this. <laughs> Uh-uh. Be strong, girl. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm so weak right now. Yes, I am can. so, like, and this is this is supposed to be like one of the best weeks of my life. I open for Doug Benson tomorrow, for God's sake. I mean, it's just a Zoom show, but still, I'm on a it's show with. Still. I'm on a show with fucking Doug Benson, and I have I've got all these shows this week. I've got a show tonight. I've got a show tomorrow. I've got two shows tomorrow night because I've got the and then Friday I've got my show. Saturday I'm double booked. This is like, I'm booked all next week. I'm booked so much with comedy. It's fucking nutballs. And I'm supposed to be like excited and enjoying this and being happy about it. And I'm just, uh, you're, you're not, I'm I'm crying in the studio right now because I'm having a fucking, having a a nervous breakdown. That's actually what you're doing. Right. Well, and that's why I want to get some fucking help because I really am working. It's just someday. It's gonna. It's all gonna be okay, right? Hey, ask Doug Benson to for, uh, forward you some of that super high me money. Some change. <laughs> I think I actually get paid for that show too. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just gonna gonna do my time. And uh, yeah, it's that's the thing. I'm I'm funny right now, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Which is weird, I, but you know, you know me. I mean, I'm I'm a fucking roller coaster all the time, and I just I've, I've been up and down. But it's really it's the money and the taxes that brought me down to the nader. Um, it's always money for me. I know. I know it is. You know, though I don't have lots of it, but when I have it, I want to keep it and make sure my bills are paid and you know everything. I have something a safety net. Yeah, and that safety net is depleting. That's <laughs> I know. Scary to me. There is no safety. There is no safety. Yeah, I'm certainly I'm, safe space. My ass. 
But here's the thing, and I'm not, I just, I've been wildly vacillating because all of these great things are happening, but all of these horrible things are happening too. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like on this great, like I get to be part of the Edinburgh um, Fringe Festival this year. They, they asked, this is crazy. The spoken word director of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival contacted the, my poetry reading people, my CPCL that I've been doing. We've been doing this. We had our year anniversary today, actually, and and we got invited. We didn't. I didn't even have. We didn't even have to apply to Edinburgh. We got invited. Like that's some crazy ass shit right there. That's like next level. That's That's exciting. That's like. But here's the other thing. I have no one to share that. Well, you, and I guess other. But it's like. Anyway, so that's happening, and that's great, and like all the comedy stuff's been is great. But then it's just like my real life that it's the business of life that brings me down every fucking time. So. And just think about it. Business people and people who work in finance aren't really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Well, but that was what my my ex-husband used to say to me all the time when I was like, so I never felt. Ugh, you know, these are my issues, my value, my worth, et cetera. I never felt that I was monetarily valued when I was a teacher because um, I wasn't. I was making $24,000 a year or whatever my first year of teaching, and I think I topped out at like 36. But here was the thing is that I used to say to my ex-husband, like, this this sucks. I hate not making money. It's just it's so ridiculous. And he said, well, you like what you do, so how do you expect? He's like, the only way to get paid for it, he's like, go be an accountant. Nobody wants to be an accountant. They fucking hate it. And so they're going to make money. Go go get into insurance. Be a dentist. You think they're, you think they're fucking happy, Pam? That's what he'd say. He'd be like, people work hard and they hate their jobs. And that's why they get compensated. He's like, if you like what you do, you're just not ever going to make a lot of money. He's like, you do theater. Like, why would you ever make money at that? It's like, ah. Uh. So. Valid point. I, right? So that was what my, my ex-husband and I used to always get in fights. I'm like, but you're a veterinarian and you like your job. He's like, not all the time. He's like, you think I like, because he was emergency veterinarian. He's like, you think I'm, I like oh, doing wow. all nights and weekends and, and all holidays? I was like, I just thought you were trying to get away from me. I didn't, didn't know what was happening. Anyways. Okay, no exactly. more complaining about money. God, I feel like I've just been complaining so much. That's the other problem is that I feel like I'm complaining all the time. To everyone, and I just don't want to be that person, you know? I I hate being – I just don't want to be the person who's always complaining about money, who's, like, always sad and and feels put upon. I, I don't want to – That's I don't want to be that person. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you have a situation that stops you for a whole year, yeah. you know? And so, trust me. Not everyone, I think the majority of people in the world are not happy right now. You know, I think you have a lot of frowning people. You know, they're good days and bad days, but this is something that we're learning. I know, I, you know, this is all about survival, (laughs) you know, and it's all about, you know, getting through it. You know, again, you account the fact that you at least are able to make rent and keep a roof over your head. Yeah. And the station is still there. Yeah. But everything else is a work in progress. It's under construction. Yeah. So, 
which is not in our fault and it's not in our control. And that's what drives, I know it drives me crazy because I right. know if I fucked up something, that's because it was in my control and I did it. <laughs> but everything but everything else, if I'm doing it by the book and I'm doing it right, I'm supposed to be doing this and I don't get it, I don't hear anything, there's no communication or I'm not getting anywhere, I get pissed too. Yeah. I have, a, a, like I said, I was feeling pretty shitty the majority of the weekend due to the fact of, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. So. I know, like. There's a lot of us here on this ship. Life-wise. I don't know. Well, you have your class or is this it? You're done. You turned in your yeah. final. No, I have my class. Okay. And then. Well, thank you for the therapy. <laughs> I've been through a lot today. I've, I've, I've cried. <laughs> I've laughed. It was better than cats. I got to read a bunch of great poems at the at the noon show. So, okay. Well, well, you have a rest of the good week. It's gonna get better from here. Well, and of course it will because I have ubiquitous tomorrow. stage time this week. No, I've got I've got a shit ton of shows and I'm really excited about them. And um, and I'm you know. Just keep, at least I can be funny. And I wrote a new joke, so that's good. All right, lay it on me. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's kind of a story joke. It's just, and it's more about how my, what I, I realized some things last week. I got information and, and I've made some life changes. I realized I've had some behaviors that were really unhealthy. And it, they started in, in high school. I, I had a crush on a boy named Todd Benatar. He's Pat Benatar's nephew, <laughs> neither here nor there, but I what? had a huge crush on him and he played basketball. And I was like, if I can become a varsity cheerleader, I'll be around him all the time. And he'll like, obviously fall in love with me. And that's the thing is it's not stalking if you show up there first, right? So all the basketball games, <laughs> it, nothing ever happened. It didn't work. Then, you know, big crush on my mailman, Ethan. Hey, he comes to me. It can't be stalking if he comes to me. Well, I realized that this is the behavior I've been doing. I've been doing this with young boy comedians. I've been booking them on shows because I I want to be around them. It's reverse stalking. That's what I've been doing. I have the power. I have the power to manipulate. I am reverse stalking. Seriously, I've been doing it my whole life. I've been reverse stalking. I'm creepy as fuck. And I just learned this. I'm 46 years old, and I'm like, oh, I am the creepiest bitch on the block because I'm there, I'm there first. Uh, Mutiny Radio in the land of narcissists we're the only unbroken mirror <laughs> alright well have a great class thanks for making me feel better have a great show you're the best love you Latoya bye, bye. I'm gonna be okay okay Mutiny Radio listeners uh, if you actually listen to me being a baby and crying on the radio. I'm sorry you had to hear that, but I needed to be talked down off the motherfucking ledge. Okay, uh, we're going to listen to some Bughouse Square and uh, Bobby Weaver might come in. Probably not, though. And I'm going to maybe go get a sandwich. Come tonight to Asiento, 7.30. It's always a great show. The food's really good. Um, and I'm really funny. <laughs> no, it's a good lineup tonight. Okay, bye.
That's uh, traffic, dear Mr. Fantasy, and this is Bug House Square Mutiny Radio on the corner of 21st and Florida in beautiful Mission, where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's sunny today. It's been brutally windy, though. I got to tell you, I'm not going to lie. For those of you who pine for the streets of San Francisco, no, uh, it's windier than shit, and it's been windy for like fucking two months, and I and I have to work in it. And it's just a horrible, it's like someone like shoving you all day long, shoving you without apology, relentless. Anyway, hey, <laughs> how have you been? It's been a good week, uh, unless you uh, live in Israel, and then uh, it's been a rough week. Um, hey, let's, uh, big shout out to religion there. Yay, religion, just to help making everything better. Uh Oh, man, I don't know. I, I won't get into that because it's, uh, it's, I, I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know enough. I know what I think, but I don't know enough. But uh, all I can say is good fucking luck on that one, man. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, maybe he can help. Um, let me grab these records. Uh, what's else going? Oh, you know, um, I played, uh, ooh, oh, these are heavy. So uh, it's been 10 years. I, I just, uh, I was talking with Pam, uh, she was here and she's got friends here in the, the previous show, Rachel and, uh, always free hanging out. And, uh, I'm like, how long has Mutiny Radio been going? Cause it was, it was Pirate Cat Radio for, 
a number of years, and then Mutiny Radio kind of, uh, there was a whole thing. Uh, but it's been 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. Uh, and I think I've been doing this show for at least that long, so, you know, hooray. Uh, with that in mind, let me grab these records with a, with a shaky hand. <laughs> uh, Deep Purple from the Burn record, we did Burn. Uh, yeah, Deep Purple. Um, that's without, um, oh man, I'm sorry. Uh, Ian Gilliam. Oh man, good job, Synapsis. Uh, let's see, Bob Dylan, before that we did something blues. What was it? Outlaw Blues from the uh, Bringing It All Back Home. I swear, I listen to, um, as you should, to uh, Flat Black Plastics, a show that's here uh, on Saturdays from noon to 2, I believe. And uh, I always just, you know, I'm working, and I love to listen to music when I work. So I always throw it on, you know, at least once a week, hear what's going on, see what makes this Scott guy think. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, I think he's, like, spying on me or something, because sometimes... Uh, it's like, wait a minute, I was going to play that, uh, not that very song, but maybe something from that record. It's weird, dude. Um, Jimi Hendrix, we did All Along the Watchtower, a good story behind that song. Uh, Birds of Fire, Mahavishnu, we did, title cat, truck, uh, cut off that record, Mahavishnu. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know, I kind of like the fusion thing once in a while. Uh, XTC from the Grass single, we did the flip side, Extroverts, um, coming up on a, I don't know, anyway, there's a, there's some, uh, Rundgren production there. Uh, the Ramones, we did, uh, um, uh, uh, it's a long way back to Germany, I believe. The Kinks, uh, from the Kinks live record, uh, we did Victoria. Uh, Neil Diamond from the tr live <laughs> live at the Troubadour. Neil Diamond, that's like uh, yeah, that's as good as it gets with Diamond. Um, ACDC from the uh, live. If you want blood, you've got it. We did a whole lot of Rosie. Yeah, rough copy there. That's one I think I found. It was like uh, uh, I don't know. It was like a shingle on a. <laughs> a garage or something but i grabbed it played it for you guys um outlaws <laughs> gun smoke from the hurry sundown record yeah that's good was that who produced that uh, i can't read wait what's uh, uh, on there produced uh no sismic all right i, I thought that might have been a someone else rush from the fly by night we did <laughs> we did rivendell and uh, that song is, uh, so I played it because uh, just for the hell of it, I watched uh, Fellowship of the Rings, the extended version. No shit, it's like almost four hours long. I'm like, what am I doing? And uh, like, everyone left me. People would check in now and again <laughs> to see if I was okay. But um, I got to say, um, some of the things that I was having trouble with, because I read, I read the books, or I read the books, uh with my son, um, but, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I remember, like, living through them, my, my 
the recall is not 100% on those prior to seeing the movies. So um, watching a movie in the, the, the theater cut was like, oh, God, you know, you know it, things were tighter. And of course, it's, it, is, it, it did its job. But then to, to stretch it out for four hours, it was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> that's why they're doing that. Because there was this whole other scene they cut out that you didn't know about unless you read the book. And so, yeah, uh, Rivendell, Rush, from the Fly By Night record. Uh, Rolling Stones from the Get Your Yaya's Out. We did, of course, the, the big hit, Sympathy for the Devil, painting it black, those devils. Uh, Quicksilver, mess is it the messenger server? It doesn't say, it just says Quicksilver, uh, just for love. I think they got sued or something, then they had to put another name onto that and uh yeah so that's yeah i think we're good here um there's a segment we do uh in the show it's called rise from the basement because it's no lie in the basement we're miles apart no surprise gonna rise from the basement and what it is it's home record is any style pam any genre i'm talking there's no boundaries here this is just like limitless it's beyond the mathematics Pam, this is just this is just as real as it gets. So these are people who send me uh, music that re they record in their homes and their in their uh, um, where they sleep. Basically, that's kind of the that's the narrowest. And they send me links to their stuff. This is uh, Augmental A U G M E N T A L uh, from Kansas City and. I don't know which one. Can I tell you a little bit about uh, Augmental? Uh, volume one coming up April 2nd, so maybe we're into this. SoundCloud is my creative space where I'd like to share literally anything that inspires me. All right. Um, or involves music in my life. Enjoy. Okay. This is uh, Locust. It's so fresh. Four days old. So Kansas City, man, that 17-year Locust. Uh, we don't, we're denied here in, uh, on the West Coast, but I remember as a kid, and it was funny, I was like chronicling my life through the cycles of the 17-year locusts, and uh, yeah, I've seen uh, more than one, <laughs> so that's good, um, and, but I remember them being like very uh, intense, don't get it around here, or fireflies, but you know, what are you going to do? The song's called Locust, this is Augmental. Um, let's see, I'm going to, I have to turn that to there, I'm turning that up, touching this, um, it seems to have kind of accepted my request, the dots are going, it's considering, I don't know, yeah, alright, we're doing a bio scan on you, here we go.
yeah, that's uh, that's a little feat. Time loves a hero. Um, you know, uh, time. Uh, other people love heroes. I don't know. You hero guy, Mike? I'm a hero. You you are a hero. Superhero. It's a superhero. So uh, Pam's like, uh, things are loosening up here, so there's like all kinds of things going on. So there's comics and stuff rolling by. So this is Mike Bonds. He's going to... Uh, he, he's gonna do his thing for, I'm gonna give him like two minutes, I don't know, just to, I, I need a good laugh, Mike. All right, thank you very much, yes, a good laugh, all right, thank you very much, people. I'm Mike Bonds, and I'm gonna be your comedian for the next two minutes. Oh, my goodness, I, last time I checked, I figured my cell phone is watching me, you know, I, I, I know they are, cell phones are watching us these days. You know, I realized my cell phone was watching me the other day, I was using the Waze app, and Waze was like, hey, Mike, there's a Popeye's about a half a block away. Would you like to get your big ass on over there? It's like, damn, phone, you know me so well. I got two minutes to kill. Let's do this. This pandemic has been something else, guys, hasn't it? It's been amazing for me. I, I picked up a couple of uh, di addictions during this uh, pandemic. One addiction I know I picked up is food porn. I know, I know, right? We all love food porn. I know. How is, how is it possible to make food sexy these days? That's what I'm wondering, you know? How is it that you can make a macaroni and cheese look so good? And then they played a little sexy music to it. My son was knocking on the door the other day. I was like, son, give me a couple of minutes. This is real. This is too real, you know? I was watching Enchilada being made the other day, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is amazing. I got to watch more. They make you want to watch more during these porn, these uh, food porn pandemics, epidemics here, right? One thing about this pandemic that uh, I realized during uh, COVID is uh, the lack of toilet paper and how and how devastating it is, you know? I don't know, people waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go buy toilet paper and everything. I just told my son, I said, hey, son, give me a T-shirt. I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to show you a lesson here, you know? I had to. I had to teach him a lesson, you know, how to save money, you know? <laughs> how to save money, you know? San Francisco, I love my city, but, geez, I stepped out, I stepped out of the state the other day to another state, and I realized our homeless people are pretty crafty out here, you know? I realized that, man. I saw a homeless guy using a cell phone the other day. I was like, who's he calling? Other homeless people? What's going on with that? Right? It's funny. I love San Francisco, though, but we, we got we to gotta do better with a lot of things. And, that, and the first thing is our homeless people, too. You know, I saw a homeless guy. It's funny because when you see something like a homeless hoarder, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's amazing. I saw a guy with like 10 carts the other day. I was like, this could be a TV show, homeless and hoarding, right? This is something new for me. Jeez, guys. 2021 has been crazy so far, right? Oh, what a winning hand, cause she's a bitch. 
just as before Happy will be beyond the sea And never again I'll go sailing No more sailing So long sailing Bye-bye sailing
When I was a bachelor, I lived all alone. I worked at the weaver's trade. And the only, only thing that I did that was wrong was to woo a fair young maid. I wooed her in the winter time, part of the summer too. And the only, only thing that I did that was wrong was to keep her from the foggy, foggy dew. One night she knelt close by my side when I was fast asleep. She threw her arms around my neck and then began to weep. She wept, she cried, she Just to keep her from the foggy, foggy dew. Again, I am a bachelor. I live with my son. We work at the weaver's trade. And every single time that I look into his eyes, he reminds me of the fair young Before I was born, I got a boy charge coming. He's gonna be a son of a gun. He's gonna make pretty women's jump and shout. Then the world wanna know what this all about. Black cat bone, I got a mojo too. I got the John the Conqueror. I'm gonna mess with you. I'm gonna make you girls lead me by my hand. Then the world I know the hoochie coochie man, but you know I'm here. seven hours on the seven day on the seven month the seven doctors say he was born for good luck and 
that you see I got seven hundred dollars Don't you mess with me But you know Yeah, it's Muddy Waters, um, and uh, we're going into, uh, uh, what's your name, man? Uh, Jack, I'm Jack Wilson. Jack, Jack Wilson. Um, there's only one working mic there, but I'm going to give Jack uh, a couple of minutes just to, just tell me what, uh, tell me a little about yourself and, and maybe why I should care. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that you should, <laughs> first of all. But um, I, it was always said that there should be a festival of unknown Detroit bluesmen. Okay. You know, you got to figure everyone that comes from Detroit has natural blues in their heart. They understand the power of music. Yeah. It's a St. Louis. Uh, you know, Michigan's Memphis. a, you know, who look look at Detroit, man. Iggy, Motown, yeah. The Nudge, <laughs> the MC5. Yeah. Uh, Mule. No, that's a later. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching Reservoir Dogs the other day, right? And the first thing they talk about is Madonna. Yeah. So I went and I listened to all these songs. I was like, huh. I still don't get it. <laughs> I think it's the irony that's funny. Yeah, irony. It's uh, right, a bunch of stone cold killers <laughs> sitting around listening to them talking about Madonna. I've never, like, right. it's like the. Like the, I've only, I think I've only seen that once, but it was like, uh, I, uh, a friend put it on, and I was like, and I, I mean, I came from a pretty conservative kind of, not, not really, I don't know, I was raised Catholic anyway, so it was like, but it was like the gratuitous like swearing was like one thing that was just like getting on me, and it was just like, I felt like so like hung up like watching this thing because it was such a good movie. Like, as I like kind of got over my. Like God, they're just—it just seems like they're swearing for no reason. I think it was where they were like giving their names, right? Uh, all choosing their names and and, and I think it was going the shock, the shock value. I think was most important in that, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, going, it was. Let's go for the shock but value. But as, as, as the movie like progressed, so um, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Uh, oh yeah, Jack. Jack. Jack so Jack. Jack so Wilson. You, so Jack Wilson. Um, <laughs> good name. Uh, <laughs> So you're you're here on uh, Pam Singh. What are you gonna do? Are you are you? Did you get on a list or anything? Or I got on the list. I'm not sure if I'm gonna, you know, yeah. say anything. But we'll see how I feel. You know what I mean? It's about you know. I think. Uh, do you do that often? Do you sign lists and not commit? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I signed up for this, but I'm not gonna show up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, that's cool. I'm, uh, but I'm Jewish too. You know, so if my name's on a list, it's probably not my name. You know, we got a weird thing about getting on lists. You know what I mean? Like I'm at the store, they say, "Okay, let's put you in the system. What's your name?" I'm like, uh, "So Jack Wilson so is that so your name, or is that that's your my stage name. your name?" That's my name. Okay. Last time it was your mama because after I was done, I always said, "Give it up for your mama." <laughs> yeah.
This has been Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Stay tuned for, uh, I don't know, Pam and, and stuff. And, and there's like all kinds of people. And uh, thanks for, uh, yeah, I already did that. But, uh, you know, uh, try to be as uh, decent as you can and help those who can. Right, fellas?